0: You are now tuned in to Poppy Chulo Radio, your web portal for the best in pop culture news and interviews. You should go sometime. Where? To here. It's a magical place. This is a Poppy Chulo Radio special announcement. PoppyChuloRadio.com is currently looking to expand its web presence, and we're looking for your help.
1: Welcome to Storybrook Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time podcast, a poppychulo radio.com and iTunes exclusive. Poppy Chulo Radio, Pop Culture on Demand. Today is Monday, April 10th. 2017 and i'm your host jeffrey Ruse. during tonight's broadcast we're going to recap review and dissect the latest episode of once upon a time later on in the broadcast get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit abc series casting scoops spoilers and ratings please welcome my co-host katie
2: hi guys uh I was going to say, can't wait to talk about the episode with y'all, but it's going to be interesting.
1: (laughs) Ooh. That sounds ominous. (laughs) And Brittany Garcia, who's always ominous.
3: This is true. This is true. I want you to refer to me as the Black Fairy, because (laughs) after watching this episode, I love her. And I can't wait to talk about her.
1: You know what? I do see the similarities, because number one, you like all black. Yes. Everything. Ow. And you also hate children.
3: <gasps> that's true. Kinda.
1: I don't think that's come out on this podcast, Katie. So maybe that that was a shock Horrible. for you. But yeah, <laughs> it and, is a shock. And she always seems to be around children who are running around half naked in restaurants. Yes, that's,
3: that's, that is one of the reasons. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes.
1: You don't like to see that at the Olive Garden.
3: No, you don't. Or the Red Lobster. (laughs) That's true.
1: (laughs) All right, let's get into it. We've overshared, listeners. Let's jump into our recap of Season 6, Episode 16, which was titled Mother's Little Helper and aired April 9th. 2017 here's the official synopsis of the episode gold and bell convince emma to help gideon explaining that together they can stop the black fairy henry experiences a disorienting shift in his powers that forces regina to seek counsel from the previous author meanwhile in fairy tale land Hook attempts to win the assistance of an old adversary by betting his most prized possession on a game of cards. And, in a flashback, the Black Fairy tortures young Gideon in hopes of molding him into the perfect apprentice. So let's get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and we'll start with Mother Darkness. Brittany. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yes, I love that title. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I thought this was a pretty good episode. Um, I'm still not a fan of Captain Hook and Emma not being together and still being forced to be apart because <laughs> Gideon. Um, But I feel like we got a lot of insight in this episode. We got some more information and they definitely gave us a little twist that I don't know I don't think any of us predicted even though it could have been like the easiest thing to predict uh involving Gideon's flashbacks so that was that was really interesting that was good and I'm really really interested in what's going on with Henry so this this episode I think was so good and then at the the ending just made me hyped up for next week so overall a really really good strong episode.
1: All right now, Katie, what about you? What did you think of this episode, your initial reactions?
2: Oh, well, <clears throat> my initial reactions, I thought it was a decent episode, but it wasn't my favorite. For some reason, I don't know why, I just didn't connect with it very well. Um, but I will say that there were some pretty, blip, hmm, some pretty big plot twists in there that I was not expecting. So, and we finally got Gideon Backstory, which helped us understand his character a little bit more. Um, And we finally got to see the Black Fairy, which is exciting because, you know, we hear so much about her and we've only seen just a little bit of her. But in this episode, we definitely got to see a lot more of her. And I really like her character. She's super creepy. And it feels like it's been a while since we've had a villain like this who's just pure evil for just apparently evil's sake. And uh, I think Jamie Murray does a great job playing her. So uh, that was appreciated, but otherwise, I don't know, I just, I didn't, I wasn't a huge fan of the episode. It was just kind of like one of the, uh, just a decent one to me, and uh, I can't really pinpoint why I didn't really enjoy it as much as a lot of other people did. You
3: mean me, Katie, me. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just call her out here.
1: (laughs) Oh gosh. So am I go to am I going to go to the side of the darkness or am I going to yeah. go to the side of the light? Ooh. Oh my. I'm going to actually say I'm kind of in the middle of both of you. I I liked the episode. So I guess I'm a little bit more towards the darkness. <laughs> but but there there was something about it that just didn't and I guess to to steal sort of like your word Katie it didn't really excite me for lack of a better word mm-hmm. there was just something I don't know and, and I can't pinpoint it either Katie it's something off about it that didn't make me go like wow this was a really great episode but I yeah. didn't hate it as much as apparently you did Katie because you're more towards I didn't the
2: hate it. I didn't hate it I just but you're I a little mean, bit mean, more poo pooing decent... it it was a de- no well versus decent... Brittany well versus Brittany yeah it sounds like that it was a decent episode. I did like it. It just, like, wasn't my absolute favorite. You know, going from, like, last week's episode, which I absolutely loved, to this one that I was just kind of like, it was good. I just didn't really like it that, I mean, like, as much as I liked last week's.
1: Well, there you go. Well, I think yeah. I liked it a little bit more than Katie. Um, well, yeah, I, probably. <laughs> I liked the twists and the the backstory was interesting the whole spider drama was i think a bit much but i mean what can you do and um and i liked the the hook stuff i I thought that was sort of Mm, like the fun of the episode because the rest of the episode was really dark and uh, as britney mentioned the whole henry thing was really intriguing as well. So I guess mm-hmm. we're in for an interesting podcast since we're all kind of all over the place. So before we get into a thorough recap of the latest episode of Once Upon a Time, here's our announcer with a few reminders on how you can interact with us.
4: Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookeweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube, at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash poppychularadio. Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com. Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrook Weekly Mirror and subscribe.
1: Thanks, announcer. Alright, let's get into it. Uh, quick shout-out to the opening title card sequence, which featured a spider-web-infested forest so we're going to start off as we usually do in the past and we are in the dark realm for about 28 years so we start off at the very beginning of gideon's adventure into the darkness with and you know what i'm kind of mad that we didn't get to see some sort of fight between the black fairy and the blue fairy i know right like, even if it would maybe, have been, like, the tail end up? of the fight, you know, where, like, the blue fairy's getting blasted and, and, you know, then she flies away with baby Gideon. Like, that was just, like, a yeah. teeny tiny missed opportunity. I thought that would have we'll been get, kind of fun.
2: Maybe we'll get, like, a a fight between them later. Okay. Because I think the blue fairy did film, so.
1: Okay. Well, maybe. there you go. Maybe. maybe. And there, isn't an epi- there is an episode titled The Black Fairy, so maybe we'll see some of that so, then. Yeah. Maybe. So we start off in the dark realm. The black fairy has kidnapped baby Gideon. She stole the baby from the blue fairy. She's flying away and she takes the baby into the dark realm, her um her realm. And she places the child with one of uh, her child laborers, uh, one of the older one. And uh, basically, she's like, you know, treat this child as if it was my child. And so, as time goes by, Gideon grows up, and uh, he's now a uh, what would you call like he was like tweenish, maybe? Yeah. He was kind of tweenish, maybe so. a little younger mm-hmm. than tweenish. And uh, he's a prisoner, and he befriends another boy who's about his age-ish, or maybe a little bit younger, in the cell next to him named Roderick. And uh, Gideon... When he was a baby, uh, the blue, the, the, the Black Fairy had stolen the her handsome hero book that the Blue Fairy was going to read to him and all that kind of stuff, and, and that Belle had left for him when the Blue departed with him. And, but apparently Gideon had found the book, and he's been reading the book, and there's an inscription basically that's like, you know, this is for you so you can be a hero mother. I don't know why she wrote mother. That was kind of weird.
2: You
1: know, <laughs> Bell, write your name.
2: Because, it, well, it is his mom.
1: I guess that is Why true. Why would she
2: write her name?
1: That is true. Love Bell, mother Bell. <laughs> <No. laughs> and so he's reading the "Her Handsome Hero" book, and uh, Roderick is dazzled by uh, the you know the story of uh, the the hero. Uh, apparently the hero slays this giant spider and the village is happy and that kind of thing in the story. And so, the Black Fairy arrives, Roderick is like, hide the book, you're not supposed to have it, hide the book! And the Black Fairy, of course, knows that uh, Gideon has the book, she enters his cell, she grabs the book, and uh, instead of punishing Gideon, she punishes Roderick instead as a way to, uh, like, psychologically break Gideon, her grandson, and, uh, she even, uh, she's like, oh, you want to be a hero? Well, here's your chance. And she leaves Gideon's door to his cell unlocked. And Gideon notices it, but he's too scared to do anything. And so basically Black Fairy's like, haha, you aren't a hero after all. And, uh, I guess she goes and, uh, in a previous episode, uh, Gideon, Gideon, the way he recounted it, was a little bit darker because he was like he. She started to flay him, and he could hear. But we didn't see any of that here because this isn't Game of Thrones. If it was Game of Thrones, they would have <laughs> been flaying him there. But anyway, true. Yes. So years have passed, and it's now Gideon's twenty eighth birthday, and the Black Fairy tells uh, Gideon, who she calls Son. And that, that she's proud of him. And then all of a sudden she notices one of her keys to her vault is missing. So she sends Gideon to go after the person responsible. She even gives him a little potion to use against the person. And after lining up all of the children that are basically miners mining uh, magic dust for the Black Fairy. He discovers that an older Roderick was the person who stole the key and Roderick convinces Gideon to become a hero by defeating the Black Fairy and uh, he's telling him that uh, the Black Fairy is harvesting magic dust after using up all of her magic dust to create what is known as the Dark Curse and Gideon uh, apologizes to Roderick for what happened way back when. And he's basically like, I, I'm here to help. And so Roderick tells Gideon that there is a person out there called the Savior. And they can contact this person called the Savior to help them. And uh, in order to contact the Savior, they're going to need this magical orb to reach her. And so Gideon and Roderick head on to... Uh, the black fairy's vault they find the orb they're ready to contact the Savior aka Emma when the black fairy appears and uh, she bursts or or as he's trying to contact the, the orb bursts and the black fairy's like ah you know there are certain objects that are still too powerful for you Uh, Gideon and it turns out that all of this was a long con by the Black Fairy basically she had set this whole thing up to test Gideon you know so much so that that, uh, you know she made it convenient for Roderick to steal the key etc 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 and so when Gideon tries to defend himself the Black Fairy responds by turning Roderick into a bug and she squishes the bug and yeah and basically she's like you know i she 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 knew about the the savior and she's always been after the savior and he she's going to use gideon to find and kill the savior she rips out gideon's heart and turns him into the perfect apprentice. And, uh, yeah. So, that sets up what we've seen so far. Apparently, the Black Fairy has been in control of Gideon ever since he returned. Dun 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 dun. all right so everyone's excited to discuss this apparently (laughs) Brittany, let's let's talk about the flashback what did you think of the black fairy young gideon and poor roderick
3: oh man just a bunch of unfortunate souls poor unfortunate
1: souls
3: (laughs) to quote (laughs) ursula um I really like that you get a taste of the Black Fairy. I mean, we've had little bits and pieces of her, um, this past, uh, season. But here we got to really see her, um, be a figure of fear. Um, we want to know kind of where Rumple gets his, uh, bad habits from, I guess. You know, because, I mean, it's not like, I'm not saying that evil is, is born. I'm just saying that when you are the product of some, you know, evil people. You can still be good, but that doesn't mean that somewhere along the road, you too can become evil, you know, depending what happens to you or what influences you. And if you do become evil like your parents or bad, you're going to show some traits from them. And I feel like we got some of that. Um, We got the, the deary and the giggling from you know mama rumple i loved it it was fantastic um and i knew she wasn't going to do anything to Gideon, but i knew that she would torture him because that's just the way the rumples are it's not about killing you it's about hurting the people around you and she says a really great great quote in the in the flashbacks where there's you know a lot of different ways to hurt somebody um you know, referring to I don't have to kill you. I can hurt everything else that matters to you. And I feel like that can that can be applied to like every single TV show ever that I've seen that I loved. So automatically, she's my favorite. Um, the flashbacks really gave us that big twist. I liked it. It was it made me not hate Gideon as much anymore. Uh, to to be fair, because I was giving him a lot of crap, but i I still hate that he caused <laughs> some of this stuff. But we know who's behind it and some of our theories I feel like were kind of half confirmed in the flashbacks because we all felt that maybe Gideon um wasn't all bad but he was manipulated in some way and now we know he's directly um being controlled by the Black Fairy so I like it and I feel like she is evil I want to know why she's evil. I mean, maybe we don't need a backstory for every evil person that maybe, oh, they were good once. And now they turned bad. Maybe she was just evil. Um, but it makes me wonder how she got together with Rumple's dad and they did the deed and, you know, had Rumple. So, yeah. You know, it's a lot of little questions because I kind of, you just kind of want to get a glimpse of where she's coming from and why she is the way she is. And I feel like, like you know how Katie mentioned earlier that we may get the blue fairy again. Um, there's got to be some kind of conflict there, like maybe they're sisters or
1: some, or
3: something like that. You know, we got the good fairy and we got the bad fairy, and maybe they used to be close once, and, you know, something like that. That's what I'm...
1: Oh, gosh, know, it's co- gonna go wicked on her ass.
3: Yeah, I- I'm cooking up some stuff in me, because that's what just... And then she's p- more powerful than Blue, as we've seen, so I just want to get more of that, but from what we got in the backstory, um, she did well. I-, I really love... I just... I-, I like her a lot. I feel sorry for Gideon's friend. Um, that was pretty brutal. That was really dark. Um, I... I thought it was really cool that she just basically is the puppet master. That's what mm-hmm. we got from the back, from mm-hmm. the, from the flashback. She is the puppet master of everything is she's 10 steps ahead. If you will. Oh, of everybody. Oh my
1: gosh. An error reference.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited to see what she has planned uh, for Emma and what she wants to do. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this. They're, they're hyping this up for her to be like the biggest bad, so I just want to get more of that, but the flashbacks were—they were good. I was a little annoyed. I'm not gonna lie. Of the, of Roderick screaming, "Oh my God, help me, in. Help me!" I'm like, "What's he gonna do? What is he gonna do?" And I was like, "Little kid, just accept that you' gonna die. Like, just oh accept it." But you know what? He didn't die. So yeah, there you
1: go. <laughs> yeah, he did, uh, but that's not at that true. point.
3: Yeah, and he was was guilt-tripping Gideon when they met again. He's like, man, you didn't save me. I'm like, what was that eight-year-old boy going to do, man? Um, (laughs) But it was kind of cool that that he was like, you know what? You can make it up to me. I blame you, but you can make it up to me. And they tried, and all else fails. But uh, good flashback. Not amazing, but good. It gave us enough twists and turns and enough on the Black Fairy for me to want more of her.
1: Well, there you go. See, I liked the flashback, too. My problem a little bit with the flashback was, why is she using the word deary? Like, that whole thing confused me because... Uh, I'm trying to remember now. Like, didn't she abandon Rumple like, from out the gate?
3: Um, yes?
1: So, like, how would he know to, like, use dairy? You know what I'm saying? Well, it's,
2: maybe it's just,
3: I don't know. Maybe it's just, like,
2: a... It's
1: genetics?
2: It's a genetic thing.
3: Yeah, like, that's what I was about. That's why I was saying that we got some stuff from from her and, like, the giggly thing, too, is the thing that he does as well. Yeah,
1: but that, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I thought that was weird. Because, uh, obviously, it's what Brittany is saying. It's, they're, they did that to show us that that's where Rumple gets it but mm-hmm. he didn't really have her there in his life though so like how would he know to do it i guess maybe it's just instinctual which is yeah. kind of like a a weird way to put it
2: let's go with that
1: <laughs> yeah so that's the that kind of took me out of it cuz i was like rumple wasn't Involved, Like, she wasn't involved in Ripple's life, so how would he know to do it? But I guess we'll just go with it. Magic. There you go. Magic. Um, yes, magic explains a whole lot of stuff on the show. Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> so, as far as the story, I would have loved it if it was a little bit darker. Like, and for me. Because she's supposed to be, like, the biggest bad. And if, she, if they are setting her up to be, like, the huge biggest bad ever... I am a little disappointed that we haven't seen more of her, cause it's like they could have spent yeah, I, like the I entire season building her up a little bit. Yeah, which I, she's kind of kind like of feel the that I- way. the idea of her has been sort of like in the background I- in a mm-hmm. sense, but I wish that they would have used her a whole lot more, especially if. And I'm not putting this out there to get people nervous, but if the show does not get renewed for an additional season, like this for me would have been like a, um, a missed opportunity to really mm-hmm. showcase the Black Fairy even more, because this is a character that they introduced the concept of way back in the pan arc. So it's sad yeah. that they're kind of, um, for lack of a better word, they're kind of rushing it a little bit.
2: Well, and I feel like they probably did not know that it was going to be doing this badly. So they didn't focus on stuff that maybe they should have focused on. I don't know.
1: Yeah. That's true. But as far as story goes, I liked it. I'm not going to lie. Like, I thought that the Black Fairy was Roderick. Like, I thought that she was going to, like, <laughs> when when she got, they got to the orb, like, I thought she was going to do a Chorid. And, like, then, like, ha, 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 I knew you were weak. And, uh, yeah. you know, she would have done that. But, I mean, similar-ish, you know, she basically set the whole thing up as a test. But I, for, like, a lot of that storyline, I was like, okay, that's going to be the Black Fairy. But it wasn't so it was a nice surprise and um, the squishing of Roderick was unexpected um, and I felt really bad for the boy because it seems like Roderick just Poor has guy. no luck
2: he just wanted to help and he ends up getting turned into a bug and then squished
1: I know right which is a callback to Rumple. Rumple liked to turn people to bugs and squish them and, uh, and then like the whole twist with uh, Gideon's heart being ripped out This is something that we should have expected, but none of us thought about. But It's like the most obvious thing, to be quite honest. But like, I guess we just didn't really think about it. So that was a surprise for me too. And I guess we'll go into my feelings on Gideon after learning this revelation uh, when we get into the present day story, Brooke. But that was a nice twist on the writers. Because I didn't really expect it, and that's probably the most... Like the easiest thing for them to do, as far as explaining Gideon's actions. Um, but I liked it. Uh, to you know, just to wrap that up. Uh, Katie, what about you? What did you think of the flashbacks?
2: Um, I kind of felt the same as what you guys felt. It was good. Um, I do always enjoy getting backstory. Um, and. Especially getting a backstory on Gideon and the Black Fairy. Um, it was good to get that so that we have more insight into their characters. And to understand why they are the way they are now. Um, and it, it really did work. And I do appreciate that they make the Black Fairy this so evil. And how they've given her characteristics that Stillskin always displayed to her as well. Um, it kind of helps make that connection naturally um, But yeah, like you said I do kind of wish that they had shown her Before, like earlier So that we kind of Had like more of a sense of foreboding And not all of a sudden there's this Really bad person that we're supposed to be super scared of um, I wish we had seen her Earlier, we we always got mentions of her And got inklings that You know, she was this really evil person And um, She was just darkness Um, pure darkness Um, but that was it all we got were mentions so it just kind of seemed fast to put her in you know just these last few episodes of the season but I do like that we did get around to it because they have mentioned her for a few seasons now and it was nice to finally it's nice to finally uh, follow up on that so I appreciate that they are doing that but yeah, the flashbacks were... They were decent. They're, you know, classic once flashbacks. So I do, I do enjoy them. I do.
1: Okay. So let's get into present-day Enchanted Forest. And let's get uh, this storyline out of the way before we get into Story Brook. So we uh, arrive at a pub slash tavern... It's the same pub slash tavern that we see all the time. Or maybe it's a chain in the Enchanted Forest. Kind of like a Chili's or something. Or a Flanagan's.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Like a Ruby Tuesday. I don't know. And uh, Hook comes across. Katie's favorite. Blackbeard. And uh, the two make a deal. Uh, they uh, Hook obviously needs a magic bean to... Portal out of uh, the Enchanted Forest into Storybrooke, and uh, Blackbeard needs a ship. So they play a game of cards uh, with uh, some beautiful jewels. I got to give a shout out to the prop department because those jewels looked awesome. Those uh, AgriBon jewels, and uh, yeah. So unfortunately, Hook. Loses to his frenemy, uh, but his frenemy, Blackbeard, was cheating. And so they walk on over to the dock where uh, Blackbeard expects the Jolly Roger to be, but the Jolly Roger is not there. And so Hook explains that he's gonna need that bean to uh, go to another realm to get the Jolly Roger. And then he's like, Oh, I'll be back and I'll bring it back to you. And like, uh, Blackbeard's basically like, No. I don't trust you, I'm going with you, and so uh he drops the bean into the the water, and they both jump in with uh, hook trying his darndest to think of happy, wonderful thoughts of uh, Storybrook, but they do not end up in Storybrook; they end up in a place that's very familiar to hook yet looks very different and that is neverland and uh, they see a bunch of lost boys that are on the hunt and the hos the lost boys um are ready to attack and uh hook explains to blackbeard that this is neverland but things have changed because blackbeard's like didn't pan uh leave and and, and that, all this kind of stuff and uh hook explains that ever since pan left neverland things are different now obviously because before neverland it was an eternal darkness right and then all of a sudden now it's daytime
2: i think so yeah, yeah.
1: and now it's daytime and and I don't know if it's Eternal Daytime. And uh, these Lost Boys are the Lost Boys who chose to stay behind in Neverland. Because uh, back in Season 3A, at the end of uh, that arc, uh, a lot of the Lost Boys returned to Storybrook, But several decided to stay. And uh, Hook explains those are like the nastiest, worst of them all decided to stay. And those are the ones that are chasing them. So Hook and Blackbeard make it to the shoreline and uh, Blackbeard uh, knocks Hook out and escapes on this little rowboat that was at the uh, shoreline and uh, Hook continues to run as Lost Boys chase him. Very Pirates of the Caribbean style. So, in Chanted Forest and Neverland present day. What did we think of the storyline discuss? We will start with Katie.
2: Okay. So I really liked this part of the flashback. Like the they're not they're not flashbacks. They're no, this is day. the That's
1: present day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anyways, I really enjoyed this part of the episode a lot. Um I mean, I unashamedly say that Hook is one of my favorites, so I of course enjoy anything usually with him. And I love Blackbeard too. I don't know why he's just—he's one of my favorite guest characters that comes on an occasion because he—he—he's just so over the top and dramatic, and he makes the best faces and puns, and he's—he's he's great. I love him a lot, and he's a pirate too. So when he and Hook get to interact, um, it's fun because he he looks like he looks more like the Disney version of Hook than anything because he's got the red coat and the hair mm-hmm. and the hat. Um, so you know it's kind of funny to see them interacting and everything. But um, I love this section because we get to see the two pirates kind of uh, battling each other with words rather than swords or anything, um, and to see them and to see. Hook trying to get back. He's so desperate he wants to get back, so he's willing to give up his beloved ship again. He's always giving up his ship, but it shows how much he loves Emma, which I love. Um, but I just, I love this backstory because, or not this backstory, this... Uh, storyline. I mean, the storyline, that's the word I'm looking for. I love the storyline because we got to go back to Neverland, and more specifically, it leads to us being us seeing Tiger Lily coming up in the next episode, I believe. So um, I appreciate that. I appreciate how they mentioned um, that not all of the Lost Boys went back to Storybrooke back in season 3A. 2. three. A three A was it? Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget. I always block season two out of my mind for some reason. Aww. Uh but yeah, I appreciate how they followed up on that and um, explained that the worst of the Lost Boys stayed back, and um, it just it makes me really excited. I loved how they brought them back in Neverland's always. Peter Pan is always one of my favorite stories. So getting to go back to Neverland is exciting. And it's actually light this time. We don't have to squint to see the screen anymore. And people who gif the episodes don't have to screw around with the horrible lighting. But I, pre- so I appreciate on like a ran- I appreciate on some sort of level that we get to see Neverland in the daylight now. So I really did enjoy this part of the episode um and i love blackbeard so it's fun to have him back even for a short while
1: britney what about you what did you think of uh, the uh, present day enchanted forest slash neverland <laughs> storyline not flashback i
3: love i love that you put emphasis on that so i don't mess up like haiti did like i know
1: right and yeah and she really did ever, okay <laughs> i love how you counted
3: I did. Well, I don't know. I was making it up, but I know she messed up a lot. Uh, I, did. I did. I thought that this was a nice little break from what was going on in the flashbacks and also in present-day story. Broke. There's a lot of dark stuff going on, and this was just a little bit of a like refreshing, fun little side quest. Um, I love Hook, too. I think if you're a really big Hook fan, you're going to enjoy it. If you're not, then... You know, I don't know what's wrong in your life, but yeah. So it was just (laughs) two pirates, you know, and you can also... They're they're giving a lot of uh, situations and storylines for Hook so far about how far he's come. Even though he still considers himself a pirate. But it's like the parts of having a moral code and, you know, keeping his word is still in him but like the trickery and you know all that stuff is still kind of there too but not in not in the worst ways in the best ways so and you could totally tell you know when he gets betrayed by Blackbeard that he's like really bro really he's like oh uh, I'm a pirate you know it, it just shows <laughs> it just shows you how far he's come and it's just it's really good. It's really great and it's fun to see where he ended up although I feel like a little bit, a little bit when we find out what Gideon tells Emma, you know, not to jump too far ahead, about Hook, no matter what he does, he can't get back here. It makes me feel like all the time we're spending with Hook away from Emma is kind of pointless because it doesn't really matter. In a sense. Yeah. In, a sm- in a small sense. But like I said, this is like a side quest. It's fun. It's something- it gives us something to laugh about and yeah. a little bit more of that. That yearning that we're waiting for Captain Swan to come back together and like Katie was saying, uh Tiger Lily, we're gonna get to see that and I wanna see what they're gonna do with Hook's side story that's gonna come back around and it's gonna have to do something with the present or just him as a character to see what's gonna happen. But aside from that, it's fun. I liked it. It gave me a break from everything else that was going on. You know, it's just fun. I love I love Captain Hook. I love me some Hook. I'm hashtag a hooker for life. Because he's awesome. So I'm excited. So this was fun and it was great, but I am looking forward more to the next uh, episode that has to do with Neverland and that stuff. So that's going to be fun.
1: Okay. See, I agree with both of you. Like this was like the lightness In a very dark episode, Uh, I liked the continued continuity with the previous storylines that this Hook storyline is giving us. So, like, seeing Neverland in present day post-Pan and that kind of thing was really awesome. Like, they're giving Hook the chance to answer a lot of questions that we've been having about other realms uh, um, with this storyline, in a sense. And I kind of get where you're coming from in the sense that uh, Hook's attempts to get back kind of are... Our, our are a waste of time in a sense because even he sort of references that oh my gosh you know i thought of storybook and this isn't storybook and so you know gideon must have um you know done some sort of something or other that uh, no matter what i'm trying to do it, it's not going to send me a storybook. it's going to send me other places so i guess we'll be in neverland uh, For the foreseeable future, in a sense. Well, I mean, it's not like he has a magic bean to use or anything like that. Uh, (laughs) Unless maybe Tyra Lily has one. I I don't know. We'll we'll have to see. But I I thought it was a nice little, like, respite from the darkness. Uh, Hook and Blackbeard have really great chemistry with each other. They have, like... I don't know. What would you call... Like a frenemy bromance type of thing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I guess. Yeah.
2: I mean, like what you said, like they work well off of each other, chemistry wise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, another way to put it, but.
1: Like a it just seems like a frenemy natural. bromance. Freno mm-hmm. bromance.
2: <laughs> there you go.
1: We just made it up, listeners. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like they, they really do work well with each other. And um, I, I like seeing them together. And uh, I just thought it was a fun break from the darkness. So let's get into the darkness with present-day storybrook USA. And let's go with the shorter storyline. So we have Regina. And she's attempting to reverse the sleeping curse with the help from Henry. And she's like, you know, I've reversed basically everything that uh, my evil half did. So she did the town line. Apparently, Doctor Doolittle was in a cage, which I love when they shout out characters that we don't see. But that was kind of mm-hmm. like really random. Because I yeah. was like, that was I had to like rewind that a couple times. And be like, Doctor Doolittle in the cage. She was
2: referencing. I thought it was something that we had seen. I was like, what is she talking about?
1: Yeah, but it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, (laughs) so, uh, like, I did, because that sounded off immediately when she said it. So, uh, I guess, you know, they do, on occasion, they do reference, like, remember Miss Ginger back in season one? Miss Ginger. Miss Ginger would always call into the, the sheriff's station.
2: Oh, I don't remember that. Wow. Oh,
1: gosh, Katie.
2: I don't remember uh, that either. It was a long time ago, man. <laughs>
1: Listener, someone out there got that reference from season one, so <laughs> tip your hat so that you understood what I just said. So she's fixed basically everything except for the Charming's sleeping curse predicament. She explains, you know, making a sleepy curse is very easy, but like undoing one with magic is very difficult and so regina's like you know emma emma has like a bunch of stuff in her shed that i haven't tried yet so can you go get that for me henry and so henry's like okay and he starts writing and uh, as he's taking notes on what items regina needs he starts uh writing in a possessed like grudge Rangu type of thing where his eyes turn (laughs) white and he's all scribbling all these um symbols and stuff and then he passes out and when he comes to um Henry has no idea what happened to him and he starts looking at all this stuff he's like I wrote this and so Regina has an idea and uh they go and ask the previous author Isaac who is locked up at Storybrooke General Hospital in the basement in the asylum, uh, nurse ratchet wing. And nurse ratchet is like, Oh, or the severe nurse, I should say is like, Oh, you know, he's never had any visitors. Or she's like, I'm not surprised. And so <laughs> they enter his, uh, padded room. And, uh, she asks, you know, what is going on with Henry? You know, he he's getting possessed and he wasn't writing and all this kind of stuff. And Isaac refuses to tell unless he is given a yeah, a Porsche permission to leave Storybrooke to head to New York City and tickets to see Hamilton. And so when they <laughs> refuse, Regina and Henry leave only to have Isaac tell them that as long as Henry is... Uh, is having these possession spells that things will, that he will become worse. And um, he agrees to tell them why, on the condition that he is freed from his cell. And so later on at the uh, town line, Regina and Henry give him a station wagon, not a Porsche, and they allow him to leave town, no Hamilton tickets. Uh, but, and so as part of their agreement, Isaac tells him to look inside of his Once Upon a Time book. And when he opens the book and he flips through the pages, he notices that the final pages are, are blank and uh, that it's time for the final chapter. And uh, he's like, you know, they're, they're both like, what happens in the final chapter? And uh, Isaac is like, that's when the final battle happens and he's like you both of you should leave because nobody wants to be here when the book ends and the final battle happens and Isaac drives away so let's get into it I'll start off I thought the Henry possession stuff was like really like cool and freaky and like I know that Henry isn't a child, but, like, whenever they have, like, the children in horror movies and they do that stuff to them where they, like, whine their eyes and stuff, I think it's, like, really cool.
2: Yeah, I I agree.
1: I thought that effect was really neat. I've got to say, the cinematography was weird during the scene where Regina was talking to Henry when he was laying down, because at one point... They were filming from behind Henry. But because Henry was like on a. um Like a chase type of. Thing. I don't even know what it was. Uh, but he was like laying on something. Like they filmed from the back. And so it like. Everything was black except for like. Regina's face basically. And it was like very weird. Like cinematography camera angle mm. decision I thought it was it was odd when I saw it and I don't know if they were maybe that's what they were going because they didn't you know we aren't supposed to know what's going on with Henry but it was it was weird like that camera angle it was I don't know it was just it was very weird um and now I'm going to go into something that the internet discussed that I kind of agree with and uh, for the listeners i've worked with katie on this podcast for the longest she was with me back in our first season which was season three of once upon a time so i already know katie's response to this she's not gonna care but i care and so that's why i'm gonna mention it The Hamilton reference. Oh, dear God, here
2: we go. Here we go.
1: Katie doesn't care about continuity stuff unless (laughs) it's like a major thing. She doesn't care about the little stuff. But I I feel like if you're going to care about the big things, you should care about the little stuff. My problem with it was if they set up a timeline of events for the show and if they work really hard at like keeping to the timeline why are you gonna throw in a hamilton reference as a joke because it really was there just for the joke and the joke you know the, what isaac said oh i guess you know even magic can't give you a hamilton tickets that's really the only reason why they put the hamilton reference in there and probably to, to appease the Hamiltonians, you know, the Hamilton fans out there that that were like, Oh my god, they mentioned Hamilton. But it's like, why would you do that if at least chronologically wise, timeline wise, this is like twenty fourteen, I think. Or maybe even twenty thirteen. Like okay. like wait, um Once Upon a Time was twenty eleven, right? Yeah. Okay, they mentioned last year, and I forget if it was in the last half of season um five or in the first half of season six that Henry is thirteen. So that means three years are fast. So that means twenty eleven. So it's like so it's twenty fourteen. Like, why would you throw in a Hamilton reference if in twenty fourteen it didn't exist? Oh, okay. And I don't buy Uh, Because Adam went all snarky on Twitter. Like, oh my god, well, in this universe, Hamilton hit Broadway 18 months earlier. Hashtag timeline, please. Like, that was such a snarky-ass thing to say. Like, if you take the time and effort to make a timeline, like, you shouldn't be mad that people, like, call you on mistakes. Because I remember way back... During the Frozen arc, they specifically made a big deal of saying, well, of course, these characters don't know about Frozen because Frozen would not have come out by then. It hasn't hit the Storybrook Cineplex by then, so they don't know who these characters are. And it wouldn't make sense, you know, because Frozen is present day and they're in the past because of our weird and freaky timeline. So if you couldn't, like, make the effort of saying, well, Frozen came out already in our universe, then why are you doing this with Hamilton? Because you want to justify your cheap joke. So that's my only problem, because if you're going to be consistent, why aren't you, why didn't you do that for Frozen? So Katie, I have a feeling you have a rebuttal.
2: Uh, I don't have a rebuttal because I don't, give a damn okay <laughs> well i told y'all
1: Brittany. does it matter to you at all like the time like you know the timeline and referencing stuff I'm not
3: like watching a show nah because it's a oh, joke yeah
2: is it, it thursday i hope it's thursday today because that makes the most sense for the show like i does it honest i mean i get what you're saying like obviously they just wanted to put the joke in there I don't care. I love Hamilton. It made me laugh. made my mom laugh. It was great. I don't care if it works with the timeline or not. Oh,
1: see, for me, it completely took me out of the to- out of the show because I was like, that doesn't make sense for the timeline. If they would have done what I think everyone had said from out the gate, if they would have actually done time jumps that made sense, then it could be 2017 on Once Upon a Time. But they've somehow decided to not do time jumps like when they went to new york instead of it being i don't even remember how long it was was it just like a six month time jump or was it a year time jump it was a year they could have done like a five year time jump which probably which would have made a little bit more sense and and, and made a
2: five year time jump? or like
1: a three year time jump they you know they had i don't know like henry looks old like he doesn't look 13 <laughs> i'm just saying I, yeah Like they could have done at least a three, maybe five years was too much. They could have done at least a three year time jump when they were in New York and aged up Henry to his actual age and everything would have made sense. But they decided to not do that. They didn't, they never took advantage of when they could do proper time jumps to make things sort of make sense with our world because it is 20, like 2014 on the show. So it's just, I don't know. I just thought it was weird. I'm yeah. one of those people that would have called him out on it on Twitter, and I would have still would have oh been like, "That's gosh. a that's a cheap nah, ass it... uh, excuse that you gave, for, Adam for Horowitz." Me,
3: it had nothing to do with the timeline, so I didn't like it. Didn't it? Not not with the timeline, but it did It was just for a joke, so it doesn't bother me. And also, I'm not, I I really don't think about the timeline in this show. To me, it's just like whatever. I yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, just, like, in me, the slightest, it didn't even bother me.
1: Because <laughs> if yeah, they wanted a joke, I they could have said wicked or something.
2: I mean, yeah, but that doesn't have as much pop cultural. It's not iconic right now. In
4: correct, pop... but, it's, but not it's not right now for them. In...
2: Well. They're trying to get people to watch the show, and if they mention Hamilton, someone might actually watch. You know that part and get into. It's no, that's not gonna how happen. They're... Well, it's I how think people are being
3: too picky about that. Honestly, it's just a joke. Like, like to me,
4: I look at
2: how the general uh, audience is gonna react. They don't care about the timeline. They don't, like, put thought into it. When I watch with my mom, I kind of gouge the general fans' reactions on stuff happening by how my my, my mom reacts to things. She just laughs. She thought it was funny. She doesn't say, oh, is this 2015 or is this, like, 2010? Mm. What's going on right now? I mean, I get it. I get that. If you're writing something, you should have a timeline down. I totally Mm. get that. And I feel like... For the most part, their fairytale land timeline is pretty down pat, except for like a few things. But I mean, it gets sketchy when it gets to storybook
3: timeline. But at the same time, I don't care. I well, I know. already know
1: that, Katie. They've
3: also done things where they don't even put like an actual year. They'll just be like a long time ago. Many years video. ago. Yeah, and that was. yeah,
1: Yeah, I, I, think, I think, think they, they stopped caring. Like that, so. I mean,
2: I get it. I do get it. But at the same time, I'm like,
3: it was funny. I laughed. Whatever, it, moving along. It's something that some people, I guess, just it, it bothered them. I don't. It yeah, it's I weird because it, cause it seems people. like really insignificant because it has, it's just a joke. But if it actually had to do with like the storyline, like, well, that doesn't make sense because Henry's only 13. Why are they saying he's this? You know, like that. I get it. Because me too. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll question it. I'll definitely mm-hmm. question it because. It's been a it's been a while. And honestly, I haven't rewatched the series, so a lot of the joke like the joke you made are, or not the joke, but the mention you did of season one with the ginger chick. I was like, What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't remember? Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. I exactly. feel you and I feel you and you know I think I, the hardcore fans are might have a problem and casual viewers just won't care. Yeah. And I I do have a problem with storyline. When the one
2: major thing I do have a problem with is, they could have somehow jumped it up, like you were saying, Jeff. They mm-hmm. could have somehow jumped up the timeline to make it more accurate to yeah. Henry's age, because he obviously he was a kid when he started the show. He gr- kids grow a lot through their teenage years, it's and it and you would
1: think that they would have yeah. learned from Lost with Walt.
2: Oh, that's right. I always forget about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. they could have. Like, they seriously, they had a huge missed opportunity in New York. May, I think five years would have been too much. So I, I uh, yeah I rescind my five-year comment. But at New least New three years, they could have.
2: I looked at, okay, going by the timeline that they gave at the whole Hamilton thing, it would make this currently, like, late 2014s, early twenty fifteen.
1: I still think I'm it's 2014. Think this...
2: Well, it would be yeah, it would be probably fall because fall or winter cuz Emma's wearing like a coat and everyone seems to be cold. Yes. So, you know, it'd be late 2014.
3: You know, but... uh was it The Vampire Diaries has this problem too because seasons 1 through 4 took place in only 2 years. So in the oh. second to the last season, they had a five, a 3 year time jump. So they finally got season 8 to be 2017 so Mm -hmm. they should have done that with this show i wonder why it's not it's actually not that hard since they had a a storyline where emma was gone for a while they could have
1: new york
3: yeah exactly like you were saying they could have done that but you know what it's just the right and it would have
1: made uh, (laughs) like their reunion even better because like they would have been gone three years we haven't seen each other in three years like that i think that would i don't know uh Woulda shoulda could on this show. They they they
3: messed up, so they angered some fans, and uh, others are just like, "Well, you know,
1: yeah, what ifs. So, what about the Isaac though of it all? Like, what did what do we think of uh, Henry getting uh, these? Uh, I don't even I don't know if we want to call him possessed, but getting these uh, catatonic states.
3: <laughs> Possessions, just say it. Um, he was. <laughs> He, that, that moment creeped me the fuck out, guys. Like, I'm putting so good. with my, with my cuss words because he, he started writing and then he was going all demonic. Like I'm Catholic. So I know oh
1: my gosh.
3: that this stuff is like real. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I've seen enough <laughs> movies that freak me out. So when I saw his eyes like that, I'm like, oh, what is going on, Henry? Why are you getting possessed? What's going on? Is this the <laughs> beginning of the exorcist? Because yes. The little girl. In the movie, too, was, like, 13 or 11 or 12. And I'm like, is that the golden age of exorcisms? I don't know. But um, <laughs> that was going on. I'm like, what is happening? And I think a lot of the fans have been asking for an author storyline, you know, that's going to actually stick with us, you know, because we kind of had one, and then it went away, and then we're like, why aren't you using your powers? And he's been kind of using the powers, but this is really exciting, but also... As we've mentioned, if this is the last season, they're doing a really good job of emphasizing that because it's already at the end of the storybook, and then it's the final battle. I mean, guys, the signs are all there. I don't know if we're going to stay in denial or what, but this seems like it's going to be really epic, and I like that Henry is getting caught in the crossfire.
1: Oh my gosh.
3: You know me. You know me. I've always liked Henry. Henry was never annoying. He was just a little kid, but, you know, Henry doesn't annoy me. But I like this storyline, and I uh, the return of Isaac was fun. And he got, yeah. to, got to leave, I guess, you know, even though he tried to kill them all. But I think at one point, sometimes some evil people that are just, you know, in prison forever, they just want to get away, and they'll never attempt to do it again. So... <laughs> He just wanted to leave and that was that was a little fun story. I really liked it and I'm excited to see what's gonna happen to Henry and because of his powers and what and I wanna know what those symbols or whatever he was writing what, what it means. Like is that like a like a prophecy or Oh you know, my gosh. Spell? I hope they
1: don't throw in a prophecy. <laughs> you Another know, one? <laughs>
3: oh, this is a prophecy gosh. part two. Um, why, we need to know what, or does it uncover something? I mean, is it a spell? Some people were theorizing it's the spell to wake up, uh, or to help Charming and Snow, and I was like, that's a little weird, but, you know, whatever. Um, so I want to know what that is. It could be the answer to helping them, you know, not die, or Emma not die, or something. I don't know. I'm interested. They got my attention, which I think was their job, so... I'm good
2: yeah hmm. i I agree with what Brittany's saying um and everything she said. It made me really interested. I thought that the effects that they did with henry um, as far as the you know white eyes and everything went was very very well done um and it just, it makes you really curious, like, what are they going to do with Henry? I appreciate that they're following up on his author power storyline because they kind of introduced that and then didn't do much with it. They mentioned it here and there. Um, and now they're really following up on it. And I do appreciate that. And I like how they brought the previous author in to, um, to explain that. Um which was neat. Uh, I like how we're going to see a lot of characters that we've seen throughout the seasons, in the season specifically. That's I like how they're following up on that, um, and they really did like t- um, last night's episode more than anything else. Really emphasized the fact that this is the final battle and this is where current storyline is going to end. And you know it's. It's sad because I think about when we first started the show, it was so long ago, and we're finally reaching the end of this storyline. We were reaching the end of it. And whether it continues on to seven seventh season or not, we are still finishing this current storyline that we've been following for six years. So it's sad, but it's exciting because I think that they have set up the final battle well between Emma and Gideon, I guess. So, it's exciting, and I am excited to see where it goes.
4: Yeah.
1: I think the only thing that's disappointing, and it it kind of echoes back to what I said about the Black Fairy, and it probably is because of what you said, Katie, because they... Um, didn't expect the ratings to be where they are and Mm -hmm. they didn't expect to like seriously be teetering on the fine line of uh, renewal slash cancellation that the final battle seems so rushed
3: it does which is sad
1: yeah because if you think about it I
3: I thought the battle was her and Gideon like the prophecy I thought that was gonna last to the last couple episodes but it's not and it's this one so it does feel rushed I agree
1: Yeah, because if you think about it, this was 16. We're talking about episode 16. We have Mm -hmm. 17, 18, 19 musical, and then finale. Mm -hmm. So that's like it feels very rushed, and uh, it's a little disappointing because I wish Mm -hmm. that it would have had a lot more setup and and that kind of thing. Especially they should
3: have they should have introduced it when we came back from the from the winter premiere. I think that would have been a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I
2: always felt like they would have been more conscious of things and told the fans that, hey, this is going to be the last season or really advertised that this is the the ending of our current storyline from like, even from the beginning of this arc, even if it wasn't from the beginning of the season, it would have been from the beginning of the second half. But, uh. I do think that the ratings kind of snuck up on them, and they had to rush it, which which sucks, considering yeah. that we've had six seasons, and we have to rush the ending, I guess. It, it does suck.
1: Yeah. I would have thought that they would have done that, too, Katie.
2: Listeners, mm-hmm. we're not
1: saying it's canceled. We're just saying, no, if oh, it is no, no, no. canceled... The signs the, are there. We the, can't yeah, ignore the signs. The signs are there. If it is 50/50. canceled, <laughs> it, it, it does suck in the sense that they didn't get a chance to tell everyone but i have a feeling like nowadays if you aren't like a big time like ratings grabber that they are starting to do stuff like this because they sort of did this last year with castle and if we're going to stick on the same network, when Revenge ended, they sort of did that as well. Like, they weren't sure if Revenge was going to be renewed. And then all of a sudden, after one of the episodes, I think it was like a couple episodes before the finale, they were like, oh, in the final episodes up until a climactic season, a series finale or something like that. So it can change overnight. And uh, I hope that the series is prepping for that. But I guess we'll discuss that uh, maybe in the spoiler section. What were we going to say, Brittany?
3: Oh, no, that um, maybe. No, no, not maybe. That I do think that they should be telling the fans to prepare for final episodes because then people just, you know, it's not like we're not going to be as engaged, but we do watch it and we enjoy it and we analyze it. And then if they just randomly tell us Oh, these are the final episodes. It kind of just like what I didn't get to cherish it as much as I should have, and I'm having mm-hmm. this problem with another show on Fox, which is New Girl. You know, and there's a lot of people saying that might be the last season, but we haven't got a renewal date. But I guess we're just gonna have to wait till May. I don't know how know, if ABC is gonna do it. Yeah, I don't know if ABC might mention it earlier, but for New Girl, we have to wait till May, and then the series finale. If they end it that way, it's okay, but it feels like you need one more. And I would like that for for Once Upon a Time. But we're having a, a a marriage and a musical episode. It's just you know, it's all lining up that way, and we can see it because we analyze it. But the casual viewers don't. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it kind of sucks. It's like man, you're you're mistreating the people that made your your show what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's very that true. Kind of- I agree with you, Brittany. I have a feeling though that ABC can't wait until upfronts to announce if once is coming back. Because
2: I feel like if they do then it will if it seems like they're waiting that long it will be a renewal because otherwise I don't see how it would work for them to I'm trying to remember
1: it. when they announced Castle's official cancellation. Because they had enough time to submit an alternate edit of the episode where they put that like 30 second happy ending for Castle and Beckett. Mm-hmm. And, and they would have had, they would have needed to know ahead of time to do that. So I guess, you know, we'll see. Listeners, stay tuned. We didn't mean to depress everyone um, halfway through the last recording. To prepare-
3: but we also want to prepare, you know? Yes. Like, I mean, right now yeah. I'm seeing these things, so I'm, like, half-assing preparing. And also, yeah. I'm enjoying the show. It doesn't mean it, my love for the show is gone. It just means mm-hmm. I'm really soaking in everything that they're giving us a lot yeah. more.
0: Yeah.
1: That's I all, totally agree. Uh, yeah, I've been trying to find the silver lining in mm-hmm. the idea of a continuation of the series. But, uh... And- All signs are pointing towards cancellation, to be quite honest.
3: Just just one last thing, uh, you know, so we can wrap up the the, this. um, Does ABC like to advertise final seasons for their, like, long um, shows? They
1: used to. But I'm noticing that maybe that might no longer be the trend. Unless you're, like, a big-time rating success. Because uh, another show that is on the bubble sort of is Modern Family, which has Mm -hmm. been a big although this is a comedy, so it's kind of a little different than dramas, but Modern Family has been a huge hit for ABC and recently it's gotten series lows and it's in its eighth season and I watched uh, that the contracts for like i think everyone are up and so they're in contract renewal negotiations kind of like on once upon a time but they recently hit their series low and it is in its eighth season and it has been though a big time uh, in the past it's been a big time emmy nominated series although not yeah. so much recently so yeah so that series might not be renewed to be quite honest although no. it, it might uh, one of the issues though with Modern Family would be that Modern Family is produced by 20th Century Fox so it's not an ABC Studios production like Once Upon a Time is owned by ABC
3: oh, then I guess we're just gonna have to wait and see
1: yeah I think unless you're Shondaland <laughs> right now anything goes and even Man, some of ShondaLand.
3: What a year for these shows. It's not just, you know, once, it's a lot of other ones. Uh. A lot. Like you look yeah. at any network and ratings suck.
1: Yeah. And I've said this for several seasons now, Katie. I think since the very beginning that we've been doing this, the Nielsen mm-hmm. system is so antiquated. It's so screwed. Like, it's screwed up. I mean, it really doesn't what is track Today accurately.
2: Was second time this season that Nielsen like crashed or something and their ratings didn't work for what, like they had delayed ratings. Like this is the second it's never happened that much in the past. And this is the second time within like a month that it's happened. They, they need to like really rethink the way that they take ratings and such because really Nielsen is not an accurate representation of what the public's watching and how they're watching? Most people watch on their devices now rather than TVs. Um, they watch quarantine the... There you go.
3: Yeah. Illegally. I mean, let's torrentine. be honest. If we're being honest here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just some people that—that's what they do. And if you look at the torrent sites, it's like almost like ten thousand torrents like in a mm-hmm. week after the episode comes out. It's like, what about those people?
1: But Aww, even yeah. even if we take out like torrenting and the sites that quote unquote illegally stream stuff, if you look at DVR numbers, like the DVR numbers are kind of ridiculous. Like shows jump 300% in ratings after exactly. DVR numbers are included. A lot mm-hmm. I think the majority of shows jump at least 100 if not 150%. Like, that's the average of, like, how the ratings jump with DVR. So, mm-hmm. like, s- I- something is really wrong and off with how Nielsen, or at least how the networks and advertisers are considering uh, uh, ratings and, and stuff. It, because if things continue on this way like broadcast well yeah everything's gonna get canceled and or (laughs) broadcast television like the big networks abc nbc cbs fox and even the cw will cease to exist or they're going to become um streaming type of uh on demand type stuff
3: yeah doesn't cw take a take into consideration their their free streaming because that's what i heard that they take into consideration of who's watching on their websites
1: i think so abc I, does take that into consideration as well but even that like there are don't just you pay so for ABC, many right there there's no you don't. i don't know i don't think you pay do you pay for abc go i think is what it's called
3: i oh do you i don't know i haven't heard of that i think they do i think i think no cbs you ABC's have to pay free?
1: for cbs all access i don't yeah. think oh, you have okay. to pay that for be, abc
3: might be free too okay because My CBS all access has, has like, like a couple
1: of original stuff. One, so. Yeah. So, I don't know, but Nielsen they need to figure out how to do it cuz uh what like what did we say once upon a time gets like it gets like a big jump from DVR at least.
2: It does. I I was supposed to look at that I think this week and I forgot. Um but it gets a big boost in DVRs, I believe. Um like most of the shows that are getting horrible ratings live, they get huge boosts in DVR.
1: Yeah, um, Agents of Shield um, gets a huge mm-hmm. boost via DVR. Yeah, it DVR. does.
3: It's just uh, they need to it, it, know. It, it's people too. Like you know, as we get older, we got to go to school. We got jobs. So what do people do? They tape it and they want to watch it later. I think they need to. Exactly. They need to know that live broadcasts, while it does mean something for premieres and finales. But the rest of the season, it's like, well, we gotta just record it and watch it later, you know. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll I'll be too tired from class and I'll sleep and I'll watch the episode later on, you know. It's just it's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. So we'll see what ends up happening with uh, the fingers. series. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed, toes crossed too. That helps.
4: Mm-hmm. I can so. cross my toes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So <laughs> since
1: we have taken things into a dark turn, let's talk let's talk about the darkest storyline. Well no, I guess maybe the Black Fairy was a dark story. It was the darkest storyline. So let's say the second darkest storyline of uh, the episode. and um, we start off with uh, where we left off basically with Gideon and Emma. And Gideon's basically like, you know, I need your help to defeat the Black Fairy. And uh, as long as I have this little napkin with your tears, Hook will never return. (laughs) Sorry, this uh, show can be so silly. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyway, so uh, they fight. Uh, Gideon has some really fake uh, blood on his face. That was really bad
2: yeah you know like
1: that was like really bad fake blood i'm sorry once you guys usually do a good job with stuff and i know that you all don't use blood a lot but that was that was no bueno (laughs) yeah well anyway i think everyone agrees because no one's trying to defend the blood so uh emma and snow then visit gold and bell at the pawn shop and basically emma's like you know what the hell is going on and uh gold and bell are like please spare gideon's life you know he's i think he's really good inside please and emma's like i don't really know but uh they do end up Deciding that Emma should have a truce with Gideon and to partner up because he has this plan on uh, how to defeat the Black fairy, and so uh Gold does tell Emma that the black uh, about the black fairy that's his mother and what she's capable of doing, so Emma finds Gideon at the clock tower she agrees to help on the condition that uh He basically has to earn her trust, because she's like, hey, you know, you tried to kill me, so come on, I need to try to trust you, so give me my tears, give me the spell to bring Hook back, and, and, uh, hunting, of course, and so Gideon does that, and, um he brings Emma to uh, the sorcerer's mansion and there's a door there and uh, there's, you know, they're going to use that as a portal for hook to return. And so they try to do the spell. They lay out all the stuff on the table. They light a candle and all this kind of stuff. But before they could do anything, the, uh, her handsome hero book is there and it's, um, sort of flies against the door and a giant spider comes through the book and uh, they run for cover and basically Gideon's like oh no she knows what we're doing and so Gideon apologizes to Emma for trying to kill her but he's like hey you know I thought that I would would be able to absorb your power through uh the hunting and I could kill the black fairy and all this kind of stuff And so, yeah. And Emma's like, you really thought that was a good idea? And so, the giant spider, who... I mean, we all picked up. This was the giant spider from the Her Handsome Hero book, right? Yes. Brittany's like, really? And so, so the giant spider is, like, putting webs all over the place, covering doorways and all this kind of stuff, and shooting... uh, webs from its butt and um, they they try to escape, but they're blocked by spider webs, and uh, the giant spider attacks them on the second floor, pushing them to go down back to the first floor, and then all of a sudden, you know, they're they're trying to escape, there's spider webs everywhere, and then Gideon pushes Emma into the spider web. And he takes the sword and basically he's like yeah, I'm still trying to kill you. <laughs> so, I couldn't do it by myself, so this spider will kill you for me. And uh Emma's like, you little shit. And so <laughs> she he ends up disappearing and Emma's trying to uh escape from the spider web and she does, but then um The spider ends up shooting webs all over Emma and wrapping her up like a bug that the spider is going to devour. And it appears as if Emma's about to die. Because, as we see with uh, Gideon, the hunting is starting to light up. I guess absorbing Emma's power. And so... It lights up, and uh, Gideon is able to uh, slice a portal with the hunting. But Gold appears at the Sorcerer's Mansion, and uh, he fights off the uh, giant spider, and then slices Emma out of the webs, wakes her up, and uh, with Emma's help, both uh, with the... um, the uh, the dagger, as well as Emma's magic, they uh, turn uh, the giant spider into a teeny one. In which Emma smushes a lot of bug smashing in this episode. And uh, once Emma is revived, the hunting um, and the portal, like zap, Gideon against the wall of the clock tower. And so Gideon's like, no. But then, well, uh, let's continue on with the, 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 um, the, the Emma side of things. Uh, Emma is basically like, hey, your son abandoned me to, to die. And uh, Snow arrives uh, and Belle is there too, right? Yeah, Belle is there, mm-hmm. and, uh, basically, Emma and Snow are like, we're gonna have to put your son down, <laughs> and, uh, Belle is like, no, and Gold is like, you know, if you harm my son, this is, you know, we're no longer in, al- in alliance, you know, I might have to jump on in and fight you, Emma, but, uh, Emma and Snow are basically like, uh, bring it on, bitches, and so they leave, <laughs> and... Uh, Gold tells Belle that he still has faith in Gideon. That he has goodness inside of him. And uh, they hold hands. But meanwhile at the clock tower. Gideon discovers that the portal did open for a brief moment. And in that brief moment it did allow the Black Fairy to enter Storybrooke. And the Black Fairy has a lot of plans for Storybrooke. And its savior. Brrm 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 So let's discuss this. Let's discuss the big CGI spider. Emma. Gideon. Gold. And the Black Fairy. And the rumble of it all. We'll start off with Brittany.
3: Okay. Okay. So this part of the episode was... It was interesting, but I also was kind of like... Really? um, I felt so bad because... Emma when she's first introduced into the show, she's known to be really you know, cautious. She's kinda has a wall up. She can also tell if you're a liar. Or exactly.
1: Not. Doesn't she have a superpower?
3: Yeah, and they kinda Katie. nerfed that this they kinda nerfed it this episode though. But that's okay. I'm not gonna blame her for that because I feel yeah. like we were also um fooled by Gideon. We
1: were all nerfed.
3: Yeah. We all got fooled by him and I think that's I think that's the loophole to to Emma's uh, superpower. Um when they well, take yeah, your heart.
1: Loophole... When yeah, the audience is fooled, Emma always... is fooled.
3: Her loophole has always been
2: when she's emotionally attached to something
1: She's emotionally she's... attached to Gideon.
2: No, to... but like no, doing the to right the situation. thing. Yeah. I, yeah. think, I also think that's such a BS cop-out. it's not a real superpower. Like, come on. It's faulty it, it, sometimes. Well, that's like such her- a,
1: I've, that whole, it's a BS cop-out. Like, why did they even introduce, I can tell if you're lying, if they aren't going to use it. Or they're going to use it whenever the hell they want. Uh, it's just so stupid. And their sort of justification for not using it, I think, is so dumb.
3: Well, whatever. I think, I think it
1: Katie, is, Katie. Like you can't be blinded to everything. Come on.
3: Well, the last time she was blinded, it would, it made sense though when she was uh, when Hook and and Charming teamed up, and she couldn't tell Hook was lying, but that's because he was half half lying, so it didn't bother her. Like her senses didn't go off. But um, for this one, it has to do with Hook again. Her that Spidey
1: senses weren't tingling.
3: Yeah, um, and Gideon was like, you know what, if you do this, I'll help you. And she was totally invested because, I mean, it's to get hooked back. Obviously, he cannot get back without Gideon undoing the spell or enchantment or whatever. So she was into this, but she was reluctant at first. Um, we can't fault her for that, but it's through Belle, not, not Rumpel, through Belle's begging of her to, to give Gideon a chance and to help him. Uh, she was like, okay, and for the hope that you know Hook was gonna be saved or come back to her. So there's a lot of things going on in there, and then Gideon betrayed us, and we were fooled too. We thought that um, Gideon was turning a new leaf, or that maybe our theories were right—that he's too—he's like a double agent or two timing the his mother, mother fairy, um,
1: grandmama. So if
3: if we get fooled. When Emma gets fooled, I will not fault her for that at all. Um, but now she's kind of like she's done. She gave two chances, two strikes, you know. And you third one coming. Um, and I really like how it ends with that storyline where um, they're kind of at odds now. It's like Snow and Emma versus Belle and Rumple, or at least Rumple anyway, because Belle's kind of conflicted. Um, I well, really Belle like doesn't that, want her s-
1: her child to die.
3: Well, yeah, but she's also. She's also very understanding of where Emma's coming from because Emma wasn't like, oh, he just tried to kill me once. No, he tried to kill me twice and he almost succeeded if Rumple didn't get there on time. So without the knowledge of what we know as the audience, I think Emma's perfectly justified with saying we got to kill this guy because it's either me or him. And it's like, uh, I don't love Gideon. So, yes, kill him. Um, so that made sense. And I just, I don't know. And that, and that oh, that 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 uh, spider was scary. I don't like spiders, um, but I like them a little better than roaches. So as long as it's not a big roach, I will not oh
1: my gosh. freak
3: out too much.
1: Can you imagine um, if it was a big roach?
3: You know, they say roaches don't do anything, but yes, they do. You know what they do? They always, instead of flying away, they fly in your face. Oh my And they gosh. get caught in your hair. And then just, no. no Is this I personal experience? Yes, it is personal experience. They always do that. Roaches do that. The ones that fly, they're like, oh, my God, roaches don't do anything. Just kill it. It's like you're going to go and kill it, and instead of flying away from you, it flies to you. So, no.
1: Katie, um, have you ever had a roach fly in your hair?
3: I don't have experience
2: with roaches, and I don't want to have experience with roaches. Good. You don't (laughs) want to. Um, But I
3: I did enjoy the Gideon and Emma stuff. I felt like they were they were really bonding or there was something there that you could start to like. There giddy- may be and something
1: then, there that wasn't there before.
3: Well, not romantic <laughs> anyway, but, um, <laughs> I liked it because it, they kind of have a, a common ground where they both didn't have parents for 28 years. And, you know, there, there's enough to be said that they could really have a strong. What is friendship. up with
1: 28 in the show?
3: I don't know. That is their thing. That is, that is their year. Um, but I was—I did predict that sh- that the portal would be open long enough for her to get out, and that reveal was so great. So that really hyped me up for like, hey, the Black Fairy's here, bitches, and she's gonna cause some destruction. I feel like we haven't gotten her full potential yet, so I'm super excited.
1: Yeah. So now we can finally officially say that we might be getting. Dark Curse 2.0, because I know we've called the other mm-hmm. curses sort of Dark Curse 2.0, but this is like the real, like legit. Dark Curse 2.0. Mm-hmm. Katie, what did you think of everything spidery goodness?
2: Uh. I. This was an interesting. This, I think this is the part of the episode that I was kind of like, that kind of. I don't know why, but it made me feel weird about the episode. I don't know why. Do you why. not like spiders? Uh, I hate spiders. <laughs> uh, I have a very bad relationship with spiders. Um, but the CGI was okay. It wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. So that was great. Um, but I didn't call Gideon trapping her or whatever, or lying or whatever. I That was one of the plot twists. I Because at first I was like, I don't trust him. Like, something's going on. And then he seemed like he was legit helping her.
1: I'm sorry for trying to kill you.
2: Yeah. I was like, okay. And then he, like, tried to kill her again. (laughs) Um, So that was interesting. But I don't know. I don't have, like, any strong opinions about this part of the episode except that I feel bad for Jennifer Morrison having to be wrapped up in all of that stuff. (laughs) Oh my god, That would have been terrifying. I felt claustrophobic just watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but kudos to her for braving through that, I guess.
3: That was um, scary. To die yeah. by a giant spider. Die by a giant spider. Yeah, but yeah. you... Uh, and I was like, where's the fire magic? Wouldn't fire magic work? Or is that Regina's special? Uh,
1: oh, yeah, that might be Regina's.
3: Okay. Does, I'll give it has there.
1: Emma ever done a fireball?
3: I don't know. Is that dark magic? I feel like light magic is, like, just light stuff that she was, like, throwing at him. Yeah. And I feel like um, Regina knows both a little bit of light, but also, like, the fire and, you mm-hmm. know, elements, elemental kind of magic.
1: Earth, so, wind, yeah. fire, yeah. heart.
3: Yeah, now, now I feel like, Emma, you need to know that so you can burn big spiders, please. <laughs> there you
1: go. Yeah. I thought the storyline... I don't know like when I saw the promo I was like oh this is gonna be cheesy because in the (laughs) promo you see like the giant spider shooting the web at Emma and Emma's like oh my god so I was like what is this okay it was like it was it seemed very weird like like a weird storyline to have at this point in the series but I found it like very thrilling And uh, I liked that she didn't trust Gideon, but then she sort of did, and then he started to open up to her, and I'm like, oh, okay, well then you really aren't that bad. If, uh, I mean, you you were obviously um, misguided in your attempt to kill Emma, but you really needed her help, and you were desperate, so I can kind of get where you're coming from. But then obviously the reveal that he's being controlled control because his heart was ripped out by the Black Fairy. So I'm like, oh, okay, so you just... You're not bad per se, but you're bad because she's making you bad. So, like, I can't trust anything that you're saying right now. And then... I'm not going to lie, for like a half a second there I thought, I, I thought, wouldn't this be kind of like a weird-ass crazy twist if Emma dies right now.
3: By a spider? Oh That would be so cheap.
1: I know. I was like, oh my god. Like, how is... She? Uh, like, I did not call Rumple saving her at all.
3: Yeah, I thought Regina was going to come or somebody else.
1: Yeah, so that... I know,
3: yeah. That was a plot twist when Rumple came and saved her. I was like, oh. oh. Yeah, I was like, when was the last time we saw him help somebody that had nothing to do with Belle? <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so that was surprising to me and uh the showdown between the families was interesting and i'm like okay i wonder where this is going to go in upcoming episodes and then the black fairy being there wasn't fully surprising although because she does have an episode called the black fairy i was like maybe she'll show up then But she showed up earlier, which is kind of cool. So I guess we'll see what happens with that.
3: Yeah. Super excited about that. I I think that ending was great. And I really, I do like that twist on her having Gideon's heart. Because it it means that he's not as screwed up as we thought he was. Like, yes, he was torn, like, you know, he has some trauma. But at the core of him, it didn't really get to him. You know, like, he's not yeah. having a battle with himself. Like, he knows she is wrong, and he knows that his mother is Belle. Like, he has that clear, and it was so clear that she had to take his heart. So I really, I really like that. It means we don't have to deal with Gideon for the rest of the season, and it's more about dealing with the Black Fairy. So I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah.
1: I agree. And, 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 it,
3: and it eases for Belle, too, so... It means that her son didn't inherit, you know, darkness. That he still is good, even with the influence of darkness on him for so many years.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. They need to reveal that. And I hope that they continue on sort of like the tradition this season of sort of like revealing things faster than they have in the past. I hope Mm -hmm. that they reveal that sooner rather than later.
4: Mm -hmm. Which I
1: I feel like they might in the next episode, to be quite honest. Yeah. All right, so uh, the MVP, the most valuable player, the character that impressed you the most, and why? The rules are the same. If someone uh, states a character, you have to pick a different one. So we will start off with Brittany.
3: Yeah, I'm going to take Katie's. Probably, let's be honest. (laughs) Nah. Uh, I think after you guys hearing me this entire episode or podcast to talk, um, I mentioned the one thing that I liked a lot about this episode was the black fairy. Um, oh my gosh! Oh really? Here was I that go. yours? I thought you. Would, I thought you would take someone else. That's, black fairy is my <laughs> second choice, so I took her. So because I was trying to give you her. Oh wow! This wow. Okay. Oh. Well, the plot twist. I know plot twist. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I'm super. I'm super impressed with the actress with the wardrobe. Um, and the small bits of backstory we got with her from Gideon's perspective. Like you said, we're having an episode that's going to come up with her. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll probably get her as MVP for that one too. But I like the small that we got here. And then she's she's in town. She's here. Like everything that she's been orchestrating has come to this moment. And she's here. And that's, like, more than enough for me to call her the most valuable person because she helped herself and she got to where she needed to be. So, Blackberry.
1: All right. Katie, I'll be nice and I'll let you go next. Who's your MVP and why?
2: Okay, well, since Brittany chose mine, (laughs) I am going to go, probably with my default, to be honest. No, you know what? I'm not going to go with my default. I'm going to go with Hook.
1: Oh. Because
2: that was my favorite part of the episode. His little sections were my favorite part of the episode. Um, I appreciate how... I mean, we've been told time and time again that that his ship was always his most prized possession. And then we saw in the past um, that he gave up his ship for Emma because she means more to him than his ship does and that—that that is a lot like he's willing to give up something that he absolutely loves for the person that he loves to get back to her and I appreciate that so um I like how he was willing to do that and how he kind of bested um Blackbeard in a way um by not telling him oh I didn't mention that you know the ship is where I need the magic bean to take me and uh that, you know, he bested um, Blackbeard in that way, and that was uh, that was such a pirate thing to do. Um, kind of going back to his roots a little bit. But I really did enjoy that part of the episode a lot, so I guess Hook is my MVP this, this episode.
1: Alright. I'm actually surprised that I'm picking this character as MVP, because... Oh my god, I know who it is. I know. <laughs> because I've given this, this character a lot of hate ever since they showed up but i i feel like i have to and so my mvp is gideon oh oh my god i know that right is brand new information i know <laughs> phoebe wait so this isn't who you thought i was going to give it to
3: yeah,
1: I thought you. I, I. Yeah, I thought you were gonna give it. To
3: okay. Okay. Good. Oh, I, I was just joking. Yeah, I knew who you were gonna give
1: it. Yeah, to. I just. I feel like I have to because I really mm-hmm. feel for the boy or the man, because he really is. He's a victim. Yeah, he's a victim. I don't know if he's a hero per se because he didn't save the boy, but <laughs> <Twice>. uh, yes, <laughs> but he was gonna be hero-ish, so he's hero adjacent. And he's being manipulated to do, like, anti-what he wants to do. And, uh, not manipulated, he's being forced to do uh, what he doesn't want to do. And uh, I, I just thought the actor did a really good job of, like, portraying that. And... I almost want to believe that that conversation he had with Emma was more so maybe him having the conversation versus him being controlled into having the conversation. So, I don't know, I just, mm-hmm. I have to give it, it to Gideon this episode.
3: is that the loophole when they get your heart that you have to do what they say, but everything else is kind of like you, but as long as at the end of the day you do what they say, it's good, because... That's that's what I thought it was like. Didn't we have that with Regina and the the sheriff when he was like falling in love with Emma? They had like the same thing, didn't they?
1: Yeah, that is true. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, so I just I have to give it to Gideon. So uh, now it's time to rate the episode on a scale of one to ten apples. If you deem the episode worthy of more than ten, you may grant it the golden apple, and we'll go in the same order. So that means Brittany, you're up.
3: All right, so um, after talking about this with you guys, um, you guys actually made me lower the episode. I feel so sad. I had, <gasps> oh, I had no. something a little higher, but I still... like. It was because of the Hamilton. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> the ratings and the Hamiltons. Um, yeah, no, I think there was a lot of strong storylines, but it also there was some weak stuff going on that I was like yawning a little bit a little bit you know but it still had enough information for it to be a decent episode so i give it a 7 out of 10 for a decency episode because we've had worse we've definitely had worse and this Mm -hmm. had this had stuff to get the storyline moving and a really strong ending so it's enough to be a decent episode so a 7 out of 10 for me
1: if i may ask what did you rate it before was it an 8
3: yeah i was just an 8 i don't know can we do 7.5 because then i'll yes you may Okay, then I, I put 7.5 out of 10.
1: Yeah, you can give half an apple. That's That makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Katie, how would you rate this okay. episode?
2: Well, I was actually going to give this episode a 7 as well. Because I did I did enjoy it. Like I said at the beginning, I did enjoy it. But there were just parts of, of it that I didn't connect well with I can't put my finger on why um, I don't know if it was just the pacing of the episode or what I don't know but there were some pretty big plot twists that I did not see coming which you know is always a great thing um, and I love the hook stuff I love the Henry stuff um, I love some of the uh, Gideon Emma stuff and I appreciate that we finally got to see more of the Blackberry and she's awesome. And we got to see more of Gideon's backstory, and I love that there's a plot twist, and, and the fact that he is not this huge evil person, he's being controlled to do this. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a 7 out of 10, just for being a decent episode.
1: Alright, and uh, oddly enough, I was stuck between giving it a 7 and an 8 as well, so I'm going to go with 7.5, and and I don't really have a long explanation as to why. I just thought it was a decent episode, it wasn't uh, spectacular, and it wasn't horrible. I thought the storyline was uh, interesting. Uh, There were a couple of elements that just, um, I guess, weren't up to snuff, uh, to be quite honest. And, uh, I am interested in seeing what happens next. I liked the twists of it, but just, I guess seven and a half makes the most sense, to be quite honest. Yeah. So, Katie, I think it's time to get a little spoilery.
2: Yes, it is. Let's dive into the spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is an official spoiler alert.
4: Spoiler alert.
2: So as always you can check out our official our official Facebook like page by visiting Facebook.com forward slash storybookmeer. And you can visit my site at StorybookMirror.tumblr.com. Um, definitely wanna keep on there if you're interested in spoilers, especially as the finale gets nearer and nearer. Um so we don't have a lot of spoilers this time, sadly, but we do have some little snippets. Um for the next episode, um, we kind of mentioned that Hook will be crossing paths with Tiger Lily in this next episode, and here is what Colin O'Donoghue had to say about that. They said, or he said, they have a history. To- they have a history together. It's undisclosed what type of history it is, but they definitely have a history. And we learn a lot more about Tiger Lily and a little bit about Hook's past in Neverland, which is always fun for me to get to be a part of. So, um, that's something exciting to look forward to for the next episode. Um, and then also for the next episode, we have a little bit of information about, um, Snow and Charming. Um, Josh Dales gave kind of a little bit of an interview and, um, he's saying if we recall the the prophecy in the pilot, um, where it says that when Emma comes back, the final battle will begin, which is what they're talking, what we're dealing with now. Um, so, re- so recalling that, um, Josh Dale said, at the time, they assumed that, that the prophecy, the final battle will begin, meant breaking the original curse. They didn't realize that it meant this. And I think that's something that Snow and Charming are struggling with. If they would have known that it was going to lead to this, maybe they wouldn't have put her through that wardrobe. And if you watch the promo, it looks like the next episode we are going to see Snow and Charming faced with a option that if they go back in time and become a part of Emma's life when she's a child, um... She won't have become the savior, and so she won't be facing this um, bad end, I guess you could say, anymore. So that's that's kind of what we're going to be dealing with the next episode, is what Josh is saying. Um, that's what so and Charming are dealing with. They're thinking, maybe we shouldn't have put her through the wardrobe. Um, so we're going to see if that plays out in this next episode episode.
1: Yeah, because in the promo you see Rumpel with season one hair.
2: Exactly, yeah. And then you see young Emma, of course. Yeah. But the thing is,
1: if because I think Rumpel says something like uh, Rumpel with the the season one hair says something like yeah, but if she um, if she doesn't become the savior then we're all cursed in this town. Yeah,
2: exactly. And
1: also Emma would not age.
2: Exactly. That's right. She, she would wins. just be a baby. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's that's something interesting to look forward to. We don't have a press release for the next episode yet, which sucks because I was hoping that would give us a little bit more information on what's going to happen. But we know for sure that this is the episode where so Charming break their sleeping curse. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, in the um, promo
1: it looks like Regina and Selina team up yeah. to help them.
2: Yes it does. So we got that to look forward to. Um EW did a big interview with some of the cast after that was kind of like a post mortem to the episode and so they're talking about um the black fairies so this is regarding her eddie said she's way more powerful than past villains also she's rumple's mother so there's an emotional connection the black fairy is almost a different level because she's almost no longer human she's part fairy she's the only fairy that's fallen from fairyland and a lot of ways we look at her as the devil in a sense so that's pretty intense
1: it's interesting it's yeah. funny, if if you would have asked me at the start of the series about the final battle, I always thought the final battle would have been uh, between Emma and Regina, or Emma and Rumpel.
2: Right? Yeah. That's what I would have always thought. I mean, in a sense, it's kind of against... It's someone related to Rumpel. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which makes sense, but yeah. Um, so that's, that's what we have to look forward to in regards to her character. Um they also did a whole section on ending this current storyline and what they would do with a possible or how to look at a possible season seven. Here is what they had. Here's what Eddie had to say. Um, he says regarding the whole part where Henry, you know, or, um, Isaac reveals that there's only one more chapter left in the book. Here's what Eddie said. It means that we've reached the end of the very first book. At a certain point, people say, when are they going to get their happy endings? By the end of this year, some people's stories are going to be completed. Whether they're good or bad, we'll have to wait and see. And then Adam interjected and said, completed is a loaded term. And then Eddie continued on saying, yeah, you completed high school, and that was the end of your high school. But then there was the next chapter. For us, we feel like after six seasons, there's a chapter of people's lives that are ready to wrap up, But there's a big future, like with anybody, and a transition. We're excited if we get an opportunity and a season 7 to show everyone that. So, that's what he had to say kind of about the ending um, and such like that.
1: Yeah. You know what my problem is going to be if there isn't, like, a 7th season? And even if there is a 7th season... There are a lot of storylines, or I don't want to even say there are a lot, but there are certainly some storylines that were left dangling that we never got answers to. And like the Mm. biggest one, the most jarring one is like Lily and her father. Yeah. Because that was an entire arc and they never finished the arc, which I thought was really annoying. And I feel like they're not going to finish it. At all in these next couple episodes. And even if they did a seventh season. I wouldn't see why they would feel the need to finish it. Especially if it's a, sort of like a a reset point. And they could have yeah. easily fixed the situation. Without even needing any of the actresses there. Or even casting a father. Like if Emma would have just said. Oh yeah you know I saw Lily the other day she found her father. Her father is um. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um whoever, like some fairy tale land character that we've never been introduced to.
2: Mhm. Yeah, like that's a very simple way to wrap it up and to make people who keep questioning it like feel kind of a sense of completion there.
1: Yeah, cuz there's that so... something that would bother me that I know that they would never continue on just because apparently those episodes were never really popular but the black and white steampunk transylvania land they did two episodes with a whale arc right yes and at the sec at the end of the second flashback arc like there was like this whole like what's going to happen next because he had just gotten his brother back i believe who was the frankenstein in the story and it looked like it was going to continue on, but obviously, like, with every flashback, you know, they, they have to end it. And it leaves you wondering what's going to happen next. And at least for me, I, I was always left wondering what's going to happen next. And that's, I know that's something that they're never going to continue on.
2: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense for them to anymore, sadly. Correct, because but... the actor
1: is on iZombie and he's no longer even a recurring mm-hmm. character. But back when he was recurring, like, I wish that they would have continued on with that. Because I thought it was a really interesting storyline.
2: Yeah, And I wish they would have given the
1: land a name.
2: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there definitely, if it does end, sadly, there will be stories that are left unfinished. The land of untold stories here.
1: (laughs) Exactly. They brought on all these new characters that they never really used
2: yeah exactly so i don't know i guess i guess we'll find out i do i want them to get a seventh season just to see if they would address some of these things um but I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think
1: they would, even if they brought on a seventh season. Like the I funny mean, thing about the land of like untold that. stories was, remember, Reg- not Regina, the Evil Queen—was like, and now all their stories are gonna play out in front of you, and it was like all like ominous and stuff, and nothing ever ended up happening.
2: Mhm. So, yeah, I don't know. Sucks, but. I guess we'll see what happens. But kind of along those same lines, talking about ratings, um, the ratings for Sunday night's episode really suck.
1: <laughs> bam, 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 it bam, bam, new, bam.
2: Yeah, It reached a new series low, which is an 0.7 in the demographics. And it also went down a little bit to 2.76 million viewers so that's that's fairly low it's not as low as they've been in the millions of viewers before but it is pretty low but that is definitely a series low in the demographics which sucks a lot Ugh.
1: and then next week is easter sunday
2: yep so we can count on that to suck even more i don't even know what to say I'm hoping that maybe the musical episode will like really kick up rate like not really kick up ratings but the ratings will go up even just a little bit but we'll see I don't know
1: sucks yeah
2: but that's everything I have just because not a lot of stuff came out this week
1: yeah Okay, 80, we'll make it through, and we will, listeners, we're here for you. Even Brittany's here for you. <laughs> yeah.
4: so, I am here
1: for you. Yes. So on that note, <laughs> join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. Once again, here's our announcer to remind you on how you can interact with us.
4: Binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chula Radio programs by visiting poppychularadio.com slash archives. You can also download tonight's broadcast and the rest of the series through iTunes. Just search for Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and subscribe. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mirror. Follow us on Tumblr, storybrookweeklymirror.tumblr.com. Follow Poppy Chula Radio on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and YouTube at Poppy Chula Radio. Do you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns? Email us via contact at poppychularadio.com. Help support Poppy Chula Radio financially by visiting gofundme.com slash Are you interested in joining the Poppy Chula Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor? Email talent at poppychularadio.com.
1: Thanks, announcer. Co-hosts, please wish the listeners a good night. Good
2: night, guys. Good night.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Download new episodes of Storybrooke Weekly Mirror every Tuesday via iTunes and the Poppy Chulo Radio Archives. Good night.